Hello, 88.9 listeners. I'm Sophie Prock, and today I'm here with Rachel Simmons, an empowering figure to today's women and children. Ms. Simmons graduated from Vassar College and was a Rhodes Scholar at Lincoln College, Oxford, when she studied female aggression. Not only is she an educator and mentor, but a best-selling author as well. Books she has written include Enough As She Is, Odd Girl Out, and The Curse of the Good Girl. She attends many colleges, schools, and leads workshops at a plethora of different locations around the country. Ms. Simmons connects with youth and teaches them about courage and self-awareness to build confidence. She is especially working with the girls of today to become strong women they will be in the future. 88.9 is so incredibly lucky to have you here today, Ms. Simmons. Um, could you give our listeners a quick overview of your achievements and what you've been working on lately? Um, an overview of my achievements. Well, first of all, hi, and I'm happy to be here with you. Um, what have I been working on lately? Well, I would say um, what's been really interesting is how many women say that they relate to the work that I do about girls. So, for example, I often will talk to like parents and teachers, and the women in the audience will come up to me and they'll say, well, I know that you're here to talk about my daughter, or I know that you're here to talk about our students, but I really feel like this applies to me. So what I've been up to lately is actually working with more adult women. Um, I've been working with Google a lot, doing leadership development for their women, and that's been really exciting for me, something new. And more and more, I find myself um, interested in helping women who are already in the workplace as opposed to doing um, girls' leadership development for girls who are like going into the workplace. Um, and I also, of course, love to work with guys too, um, but girls and women are definitely my expertise. That's so incredibly cool. And um, so my mom, when she found out I was doing this interview with you, she got so excited because she's read your book and I got a chance to read a little bit of it. Um, and I found it was very well written and such a great read. I mean, that's so cool how you like work everything into your schedule and how you can just connect to young women in their lives and like that's I just find it really amazing. So thank you. Awesome. Well, I for whatever reason I, I didn't plan on having this career. Initially, I, I was going to go to law school and become mm -hmm. a lawyer, and I'm glad that I didn't. But I, I certainly never planned on this. You know, sitting here in a in a recording studio with you, right. Sophie. When I was your age, I you know I didn't think that this was going to be my life. But as I often tell my college students, like what you think you're going to do is often not what you end up doing, but that's not always a bad thing. It's sometimes exactly what you need. Right. That's really amazing. So I have a few questions prepared. So I'll start off with the first one. Um, what are you planning on telling our students here at MIHS during the assembly later this afternoon? Well, I'm going to be talking about how we define success. And I'm also going to be talking about um, skills that you need in order to manage some of the stress and pressure that your generation is under because, I mean, you probably know this and I'm sure your listeners do, but you're a pretty stressed out generation. Yes, of course. And the culture is putting tons of pressure on you to be perfect all the time. And that is having, I think, a really painful impact, whether we're talking about stress and anxiety or we're talking about being a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really hard to know who you are and what you care about learning when you're constantly being pushed to perform for other people and to like make yourself into this perfect person for college. Mm -hmm. So um, so I'm going to be talking about how you can define success in, I think, healthier ways and the kinds of skills that, you, that we all need in order to navigate pressure and hold on to who we are. Right. That's really cool. And I definitely myself struggle with stress. And I, I do believe that I'm, I strive to be a perfectionist. And I just, I mean, like you said, turning yourself into a perfect person and, and as like as much as you can be 
I definitely think that that's a huge thing here at our school. So that's really yeah, awesome. and it's not it's not such a great way to go because mm-hmm. ultimately it it makes it really hard to be real when you're trying so hard to never make a mistake, right? Right, and I think also we end up doing things more for other people than for ourselves, and I think that can you that can you can ride that wave for a while, but eventually it crashes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what drove you to become the influencer that you are today? Wow. Well, um, I mean, again, going back to what I said about how sometimes your plans don't end up working out, um, I I was uh, I'll talk about this with the students later today. But I was um, I won a a famous scholarship called the Rhodes Scholarship, and I went to Oxford and hated it and was really depressed and ended up dropping out. And going there and realizing how unhappy I was and also realizing that, like, I had spent many years just performing for success and not really thinking about what I cared about Mm -hmm. forced me to make a big change. And so um, a therapist at the time that I had seen said to me, what do you really care about? Because I had kind of forgotten what I really cared about because I was so obsessed with getting A's all the time. Um, And I said, you know what I really care about is like the girl who ran away from me in third grade who used to make my friends run away from me in third grade (laughs) as a joke. And truthfully, that was how my first book started was this therapist saying, like, what do you actually care about? And I just hadn't thought about it. And once I thought about it, I began to do those interviews and I wrote my first book. And and that's really how it all started was from one of the lowest points of my life, which was dropping out of a very famous scholarship program and people kind of looking at me like, what's wrong with you for doing that, Mm -hmm. to just being forced to figure out what I cared about. Yeah, and I can't imagine that requires so much strength and like perseverance to be able to get yourself to do that. That's really well, cool. thank you. I mean, kind of. I maybe. I think also, you know, sometimes you just have to make a change when you're suffering. And it, it, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I'm sure it does require some degree of courage. But also, I think when you're so unhappy, it just forces you to make a change. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think is the most rewarding part about what you do? Oh, well, definitely like assemblies like I'm getting to do on Mercer Island, Mm -hmm. right? Like so today I talked to, I think there are 900 kids at the middle school. That was a little crazy. Um, But but I got to speak to them. I'll be with the high school um, students. And so getting to connect with young people and help them realize that they're not the only one that might be struggling with something is like the highlight for me. Um, Or anytime I get to help somebody feel like less alone or help someone face a fear or inspire someone like that's the best thing right right and I know um a lot of people were asking me because they knew I was doing this interview today they were asking me about what the assembly was going was going to be about and I told them oh well I mean I have not yet met Miss Simmons but I know that she works with women and she works to just describe success and how like there's different pathways so I knew that it was going to be something really special so I'm pretty excited about that cool well I hopefully we'll have a good time you'll learn some of the things Mm -hmm. I would say the funny the funny thing is for me that when I was well not so much in high school but in middle school I feel like I used to be that guy who made fun of the assembly speaker oh right yeah so now I am the assembly speaker which (laughs) is like a weird karmic turn of events but I'm you know I'm so I so when there's like a joker in the audience who wants to (laughs) kind of make my life difficult. I sort yeah. of remember my former self and try to be chill about it. But I hope it will be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I know people would, are definitely skeptical about assemblies because we've had ones in the past that are just not awesome. But I know that today is going to be great. Well, so. I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you for the boost. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you believe um, is the most important aspect of leadership development? 
Um, that's a great question. Oh, the most important. I mean, there are so many important parts of leadership development. Um, I guess one of the most important, though I wouldn't say the most important, is is I think being able to deal with failure and setbacks and kind of learning things about yourself that are hard to hear. You know, I think we often equate leadership with extreme success. But to me, I think you have to spend some time learning how to fail in order to really succeed. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know how to deal with critical feedback, if you don't know how to manage a moment where you're not perfect or even a moment where you're definitely not perfect and you've made a mistake, I think it's really easy to be overrun by shame or to not want to connect with others to try to make it better. All the things that are really necessary to be part of a team. Right. Um, and so I think that to me is one of the most important aspects. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that like definitely I'm, that's my personality. Like that's what I struggle with as well. Like learning that I have like, made a mistake or I've done something wrong and I need to like recognize that and find a way to like step forward and move on from it. Yeah. But when you're under pressure to be so great all the time, you don't get to flex that muscle very often. So mm -hmm. it's great that you're making an effort to do that. Right. Right. So um, one last question um, I have. This is probably, I think, the question I've been excited to ask about. But um, do you have any difficulties or complications with like what you teach or like what's the hardest part about it? Um, gosh, there are lots of hard parts about what I teach. I mean, one of them is that not every kid relates to what I'm saying in the same way. So, mm -hmm. for example, if you're a minority at Mercer Island High School, it's going to be more challenging for you to fail than it is if you're someone in the majority. Right. Right. Um, and I'm talking about racially or economically. So, for example, if you're a, of a racial minority here at Mercer Island High School, um, when you fail, that might be much more loaded for you than it is mm -hmm. if, let's say, like a white person fails. And I think that it's important to remember that everyone relates to leadership differently based on their identity, based on their history, based mm -hmm. on um, kind of the social forces that have helped them to become who they are. Yeah. And you can't talk about it the same way to everyone. So I think that for me, remembering that everyone relates to this stuff differently is something that is challenging for me um, to keep in mind. The other thing that's really hard is that I want—I don't want to make people feel like I'm asking them to change. Like I really want to leave the students here today with the understanding that, like, the culture has messed it up for kids. It's not like it's like I hate it when people are like, "Oh, my kid puts so much pressure on themselves." It's like, no, they don't. Like the society is putting pressure on your right. kid, and they're internalizing that. Mm -hmm. When we say, "Oh, like kids put so much pressure on themselves," it's kind of like a way to almost like blame the kid like oh just chill and everything's gonna be fine yeah. like that's not the world you're living in mm -hmm. so I think that's the other thing that I really want to make sure I'm not doing is making young people feel like it's on them to change right okay well I mean I know here at MIHS it's a huge part because everyone here I know strives so strives to be like incredible and the best person they can be and like you said earlier that we're all trying our hardest and it, it it impacts us a lot like both positively and negatively so I think that's going to be a great part about the assembly today awesome well thank you for having me right well thank you so much for being here this has been Sophie Prock and Rachel Simmons on 88.9 The Bridge tune in later for more on KMIH